I'll go ahead and just um name out my my lineup. So I got CJ Stroud um playing this week. I, after what they did to Jacksonville, I'm like, man, I'm just starting. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because Originally, I had Trevor Lawrence, and I, I was just like, uh, you, you still have him? You ain't cut him, did you? I ain't cut him. I still have him. So, I got the, some hope. They play Atlanta this week. I don't even know about thought, that one. I thought Houston was a sure I, thing. And, and who, who, who Houston play? Houston plays Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh ain't really playing that well. They haven't been. I'm trying to think of how good they pass defense is. It, CJ might be, he might, they secondary normally be okay. Mm-hmm. They, Trevor playing Atlanta. They might. Man, I think, I think Jacksonville just he plays away from snapping. I, that's tough. I can understand. I think both of them will have a good game. Hey, look, I could try I Trevor, Trevor one, one more time. I think Trevor's about to get right. I think him and Ridley about to turn up. Okay. Look, we I might try. They could do. We saw what they could do week one. Yeah. And that's against the Colts. The Colts are good defense. Yeah. So I think Jacksonville is just having little struggles right now. I think they're about to crank up because I got Trevor Lawrence in a couple leagues too. But okay. I've been watching their games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I'm just He's saying. He's been like, playing good. It's just the receivers. They've been, they lead the league in drops. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence has been playing good. Mm-hmm. So they they gonna get it right. We'll, we'll see. Hold, hold hold your faith in Trevor. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I put. I, I think about putting him back in there. I think. About <laughs> but if uh, he, or if, at least keep him. Don't don't try let him go yet. Yeah, I'm not gonna let him go. I'm not gonna let him go. Mm-hmm. I, I, like he has to be like very terrible for me to just be like you know what I. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I, I think they about to crank up. I can see it being a, a big game for them. Yeah. I, if they come out and put pressure on Atlanta early, like it say it's like 10-zip Jacksonville to start the game, mm-hmm. it might get ugly because Atlanta ain't built to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, they want to play with the, how the Lions play. They want to just run the football. Right. So... We'll have to see. Let's we'll see what happens <laughs> Through, throughout the rest of the season. But you know, I, I'll, I'll probably give them a, another chance this week just to see. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I got I got him. Um, I got AJ Brown, Michael Thomas. <laughs> I I got um the fun A chain. Off of all yeah. free agency, I was like, yes, and nobody got. <laughs> A chain, that's a good pickup, boy. Yeah, A chain. Yeah, he say most. Um, but A chain, he's gonna be a league winner. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I got Madison, Alexander Madison, um, for Minnesota. Um, yes, I yeah. got him in all my leagues too. Okay, okay. He's he, he taking KJ spot. Gotcha. Okay. Keep him. Keep stalking him. Yeah, he's been playing well without like getting all the snaps. Mm-hmm. So now he's he's about to take that next step, and every week he's been getting more and more snaps. Okay. So this might be like a big game for him. Gotcha. Yeah, they play Carolina, so I'm like, you should be able to run right through these guys. 
<laughs> like it's mm-hmm. the, him, it's and J- him and JJ just snap like Minnesota mm-hmm. should put up points. Yeah. So, so I went with him, and um, I got um, George Kittle, um, at tight end, and then uh, I got Jacoby Myers, um, from the Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like my. He's been playing well too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got him as like my other receiver, um, receiver tight end kind of guy. So, and I got um, I got Anders Carlson as my kicker. Um, he played tonight, so he got a couple of kicks to start me off. And I got two defenses. Um, this week I'm starting New Orleans over. That's not a bad option. Yeah, over the uh, oh. Ravens. Oh yeah, the Ravens beat up. Yeah, so I was like, I I I trust New Orleans more than the Ravens right now. So, so, so yeah, that's what it is. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I'm your host, Corey Willis. I hope everyone is doing well on a Friday. As we're getting all set for another week of college football, um, as always, yes, we, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, well, we're at week five now, right? Yeah, man. Halfway um, towards the season already. Already, we we we've learned a lot about some teams, and you know, with another week of football, we're going to learn even more. So, um, it's about to get real. It's about to be entering entering straight up conference play in the SEC. Every game is a conference game this weekend. Right. Absolutely. So we're about to learn what some of these teams are made of. Yep. Yep. And I can't wait as well. Um, so yeah, like we appreciate you guys joining in to listen to the show. Um, as always, um, if you want to listen to the show, you can listen to us on many streaming platforms such as. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms. So be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the show. And um, let us know how we're doing and let us know how we um, can improve for the future. So we very much appreciate um, you guys' support. Um, As always, I'm here with my good friend, and co-host, you just heard him just a second ago. He is Chris Bolton. What's going on, Chris? What's good, Corey? Man, you know, just ready for us to get into it, man. We've got a, another gift from the college football guys. A, a good slate oh. lined up for <laughs> <laughs> So, man, I'm, I'm ready to talk about it, man. Let's, let's get to business. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, so yeah, um, week five of the college football season. Um, as I'm looking through the schedule, Chris, there's a lot of games on the slate. Um, we had a, a nice little list um, to kind of start out. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you the floor. Wh- which game do you want to want to talk about first? We can pick anyone um, on our list that we have. Um, doesn't have to okay. be in exact order. Well, okay, man, let's do that then. I appreciate it. Let's- yeah. I think this one might surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Let's get to Duke Notre Dame first. That ah. is the game. That's the game that I have circled. 
this weekend. Okay. So we all saw what Duke did to Clemson to start the season. Yes. Um, you know, home game, conference game, Clemson, you know, everybody excited to see how will Clemson look, you know, what what can they bounce back? You know, they've had a little bit of a fall off. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the college football world went ahead and chalked that as a W for Clemson. Yeah. But we saw Duke, a, a really good, really sound, really solid and disciplined Duke team with a dynamic quarterback mm-hmm. come out and get the win. Well, it continued to play well since then. There's, there hasn't been a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Like, this team has continued to play well. I know. So now, now they take on Notre Dame, a team that's coming off a tough, heartbreaking loss to Ohio State at home. Mm-hmm. Really good football team. Yeah. Really good football team. Has some talent across the, uh, across the board. Stingy physical defense, you know, mm-hmm. and an offense that can put up points. Right. Now, they struggle to against Ohio State. Will will those struggles continue mm-hmm. against another really good team? So I'm curious to see how they handle Duke's quarterback. But um, I think this is an opportunity to for Duke. They let they let the world know, like, yeah, we we're good. But I think if you beat Notre Dame too to go along with that Clemson win, after we've seen Clemson almost take down Florida State. It's not like Clemson's bad. They've they bounced back and, and played some good football, too. They just also one of the top teams in the nation. This can really validate Duke as like a top 12 team in the country in a season where there's a lot of good teams, but nobody just is great. And I think this can be a, this win can really put Duke as like a top 12, top 10 team in the nation. I agree. I agree. Um just by watching that first game um, when they took on Clemson. I mean, who, who knew that they were going to, you know, knock out Dabo in their first <laughs> in their first week like the way that they did. But they that really showed the, the gutsiness of the Duke Blue Devils. Like that team has a ton of players um, that are playing really good football right now. And Hey, that that's a recipe for success. So you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards Duke this week to take yeah, that up. I agree. I agree, bro. Like, and this I'm someone who's been who's been kind of high on Notre Dame this year too. But I agree when you watch and see how these teams have performed leading up to this matchup. I think I think a lot of People maybe in college football, you're going to see some people really, you know, pick Duke to win that matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if some national faces, um, if that's their prediction. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun one, though, you know, because like I said, we're going to, we're learning a lot about these teams. We're going to learn how Notre Dame responds to adversity. Mm-hmm. You lose a tough one. Because you hear coaches say it all the time, we can't let one loss become two. Right. Is that what's going to happen? Or will they show some resiliency? And, and we, we learn, okay, you know, Notre Dame, they, 
they they are for real. Like this isn't a team that is going to you know, kind of fall off and maybe be uh, a solid three four loss team. Maybe this is a team that can make a run and get things back on track and rattle off a win streak, um, and, and maybe be a, a one loss team possibly. You know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see if they can make that. It starts Saturday though, mm-hmm. whether they can. Right. So you know, it all eyes um, will be <laughs> on on this game on on ABC. It's a six thirty um, p.m. game, so. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what Sam Hartman does and what um Riley Leonard for um Duke does as well. I, I actually like Riley Leonard. Like we, we talked I just talked about the toughness just a uh, just a second ago. Um mm-hmm. man, like do you remember that run that he had made the first week on the Clemson defense? That really showcased a lot of, of toughness and, and grittiness of the of that guy. I yeah, I thought he was down. <laughs> like, there's no way that Clemson defense was going to let that guy make the run that he did. Uh, that became a touchdown run. Uh, was yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Like, it was like a 50, 56 yard or 40, 40 or fifty six I mean, yard run. He, he broke out of there and was gone. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, man. You this this new team looks good. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited for that matchup too. Right, absolutely. So, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um, to see what what happens in this game. Uh, like I said, you got two really good um, quarterbacks for mm-hmm. both teams. Um, running backs are also um, pretty pretty good as well. And um, yeah, got some some playmakers at receivers. Um, Sure. Some receivers as well, both teams. So it's gonna be interesting. It is. It is. And speaking of playmakers, we might as well transition to talk about one of the playmakers in football history, his team, and Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and how they yeah. take on USC, the Buffs against the Trojans. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good one, I think. I think Colorado bounces back personally. I think Colorado bounces back, and this game is closer than what a lot of people are probably anticipating coming off of the loss to Oregon. Yeah. Oregon and USC are two different style of teams. Mm -hmm. I think USC is a more finesse team. Not to say they aren't tough, just saying, like, just, yeah, Caleb Williams, you're more inclined to throw the ball out there and get it, get it to your receivers. Get get involved to your outside guys, and they run the ball too. But Caleb Williams is is he's someone that you kind of just let loose and let cook, and that's you know the kind of how USC kind of works. And then with Oregon, they just kind of want to dominate you at the line of scrimmage at the point of attack. That's mm-hmm. Oregon's a really tough team, right? Like really extremely physical, like almost like a Detroit. It can be like a, a, a Detroit Lions <laughs> that we just saw on Thursday Night Football. They can be like that at times when it just comes to running the football. Yeah. And so I think this is an opportunity for Colorado to maybe make this a shootout. Mm-hmm. And uh, a learning lesson from last week. And I think, you know, being back home is going to be a boost, too. 
And we've seen USC kind of have some duds where they just depend on talent to win. There's a chance, I feel like, that happens in this game, too, where it's a lot closer than people anticipate. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a game I think Dion and his squad take very seriously this week. Um, just because, man, I mean, we saw that shellac and that Oregon had put on Colorado um, mm-hmm. last week. Um you know, Dion's. They got. They have pride. They gotta have pride. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? You, you know he's going to, you know, reel something out of those guys. Like, can you respond when adver- adversity hits you? And I think he did talk about a lot of that this week to his team, um, just in their meetings and everything about responding to it to adversity. Um, you know, not being down on off of one loss um you know there's still a lot of football left to be played this season Mm -hmm. alone so what can you do to you know um better yourself and your team um to come out the week with a victory and that's what he's been preaching to them all week we'll see what happens um on on saturday um just because, you know, USC, while they haven't been playing, I say, up to the standard that I think USC teams um, should play, um, mm-hmm. they've still been playing fairly well. Um, and, you know, that kind of makes me go into USC. You know, do you really want to slip? Um, do you really want to get caught slipping? Uh, down in Colorado, where where Shadir and them probably feel like it's, I mean they already felt like this from the beginning, where it's just them against the world, but they're feeling like that after a, a devastating, humiliating loss. You know, right. are you going to come into um, Boulder? You know, with a chip on your shoulder, or are you just going to be like, hey, you know, we got Heisman. Trophy quarterback. I'm gonna sleepwalking. Yeah, we are gonna come in come sleepwalking, <laughs> and then we'll wake Colorado. up for a quarter. <laughs> You're exactly right, though. This is going to be, I think, the most focused and sharp Colorado football team we've seen this year. If I know Coach Prime, like I feel like we we you know we see the great job he's done. I feel like you anticipate and expect his team to be hyper focused to perform in this ball game off of pride alone. Like guys, we got beat up and down this field. Like we're not coming out like that this next game and get embarrassed two games in a row. Right. You got they got us this game. We ain't even let that happen again. And I feel like there's Colorado's liable to score a touchdown on the first drive. Like this should be the script should be crazy. These guys should be trying to click and get on USC and apply pressure instantly. And I think that's that's how it could start off. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see. So uh, we'll see if USC maybe matches the energy. But that's the kind of Colorado team I'm anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, of, of course. Um, did, did you um, see the video 
Uh, well, there were a couple of videos um, on top of the meetings that he had with his team. Um, mm, I haven't seen him respond. So he he was talking. Well, um, the first one I'll mention. He was he was talking to his team about a text that he received, and that text was from Travis Hunter. Like right after they lost the Oregon game, he was like, "Coach." I want to play this week. Um, you know, put me in this week so we can, you know, play well against USC. It was pretty much um, mm-hmm. to that fit. And Dion was like, "No, I care more about you than I uh, than I care more about you playing this game. Get healthy, and we'll see you when you're back." And you know. That, that just told the testament of Dion and how much he cares for his players. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, you can just imagine, it, you know, no matter how good um, you are on, on, on any team, you can just imagine someone that changes the game like a Travis Hunter watching that game last week and, and just mm-hmm. – Probably um, just thinking in his mind, like, man, if I was out there, I could have helped these guys just make some play to uh, have some shred of hope. Um, mm-hmm. Not definitely, mm-hmm. but you know, he was he was thinking that, and, and he's a competitor. He, yeah. He's going. He's he's built to think that way, right? Yeah, he, he's he's built to think that way, and <laughs> you know, you know, Dion was. Dion probably had expected a response from Travis Hunter um, shortly after that game, but you know, he, you know, he has to get healthy, of course, and we all yeah, wish yeah. Travis Hunter um, speedy recovery. Um, you know, he's just looking. He's got to make the players. ultimate right decision for the long run, right? Of these players' careers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So he, he knows Travis Hunter has a huge future ahead of him, and he would want someone to to look out for him too. He's been in that position before. He's not naive, you know what I'm saying. He he's been a dynamic corner playmaker too. You know, people know Dion for being Coach Prime, but at one point he wasn't Coach Prime. He was Prime. Exactly. So he's been in the spotlight. He knows all everything that comes with it. He knows probably, you know, wanting to go out there and do more for your team, but, you know, he knows how these guys are wired, and they're going to want to feel that way, and you're supposed to feel that way in most cases, but, you know, folks got to look out for you, so. Yeah. So. Well, we'll get him in a few weeks. Yeah. When he's when he's ready. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see when he returns, but, um, but yeah, I, I saw I saw that video, and I, I wasn't surprised that Eventually, we were going to hear something from Travis Hunter about his thoughts on just seeing his team get murdered <laughs> on the field last week. Um, oh. But but yeah, like hopefully we, we do get to see him soon. But um, but yeah, that was that video, and then there was another video where um, Dion was doing his uh, weekly presser, and mm-hmm. um, someone in the um, media. Um, had asked Dion about five-star 
um, Cormani McLean. And they had asked him pretty much about, hey, um, when will we see um, uh, McLean get out there at um, DB and get some snaps mm-hmm. at, at corner? And Dion was, he was as open, as honest about it. He was like, it's not going to happen uh, until. Um, he sees more. He stepped more up at practice. Okay. No, nah, he was he was uh, specifically referring to um, film time because you know Dion mm-hmm. is, is really really big on on his guys getting um, as much film time as possible. And hey, if I was a coach, I'd probably be the same way. Like, look, if you if you're serious about beating. Team A, B, or C, like, look, you, I'm gonna lock you up in the in this film room, right? <laughs> like, uh, uh, you're not gonna yeah. have me looking silly out here. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm I, I bring the that. food. I, I, I look, I bring anything you want, but you gotta watch this film this week, all right? We gotta get you. We gotta get ready for this game. We gotta get you right. That's the difference, though, in, in the greats. Dion, as much as we know him to be an athletic talent, he knows football as well. He knew he he knew what to how to how to read receivers. You know, was in the film room and knew the defense and everything. So he demands that out of these other talented guys. You were five star talent, but are you a five star in that film room? Like you said, <laughs> Corey. Like you know, what I'm saying he wants to see that too. When that comes, I'm sure we'll see him on the field making plays. But um, until then, until I guess he dedicates himself, I guess it ain't happening. Yeah. And that's all he was really um, mentioning was um, and that may, you know, he he may use that time to put Kumani on on the spot, but, you know, it's, it's all for his growth with the team mm-hmm. and you know his his growth as a player and and just let him know like hey you gotta we, we gotta get you to to buy in with what we're doing so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. watching film is a must and if we can get you to watch film and get you uh, ready to help us out each Saturday to help us win games you know that's that's good but you know we gotta get you to buy in so um, I understood it. Um, we hopefully um, this was a, a learning mo- a moment for um, McLean, <laughs> and hopefully we do get to see him soon. So for sure, yeah, for sure, it's, it's only a matter of time, and you know he'll he'll buy in. Everybody will be happy. Yep, absolutely. It's a win-win for everybody. He gets more PT. Coaches get to use his talents on the field. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but um, but yeah. Before we um go and talk about some of of the other games, Chris, I think overall, um, I want to see Colorado bounce back, but I do think USC will edge out with a victory. Um, who who do you have in this game? I have USC as well. Okay, but like I said, I think I think it's closer than than people anticipate. Yeah, I think it's it actually has a chance to like be a game 
in the fourth quarter. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like like USC might drop a dud. It might not be the most the most cleanest USC game. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. You know, we'll USC see. is they 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 are they even a a dud. You know, quote unquote dud from them mm-hmm. should be enough for them to win this football game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, um, I'll go over the line um, that they have that Vegas has. Um, they have USC as a twenty-one and a half point favorite um, in this game. So, so yep, USC twenty-one and a half. I can see this one being USC by like fourteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just pulled away at the end. Like I think, I think it could be close late. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Um, any uh, any other um things you want to no mention more about this game? On that one. Okay. New. Um. Well, might as well keep it in the Pac-12, huh? I think so. <laughs> I, I think we should. I mean, we're already here. We might might as well just keep. Might well, since we're you know we're we're made built built camp set up yeah. shop. Yeah, keep and the good time on the west coast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. yeah. We got Utah taking on Oregon State. Yes. Interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. Utah remains undefeated. Oregon State looking to bounce back after a tough road loss. Yeah. Went to Washington State. Mm-hmm. And Washington State, you know, kind of, kind of put it on them. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a good win for the Cougs. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how this Oregon State team responds. Can DJ, can he have a big game? I think he'll need one if Oregon State's going to win. I think so, too. Um I think he's gonna have to bounce back um, big in the, in this game to um, take the Beavers to victory. Um, right now he's fifty nine um, for hundred and two pass attempts, eight hundred and twenty eight yards through the air. He's thrown for seven touchdowns and he's thrown for three interceptions right now. So he he can be he can be better. Um, of course, but um, mm-hmm. but you know after that loss last week, um, you know he's gonna be, um, you know hoping for a better week. For sure, for sure. So, but um, I like the Utah defense. I like what Utah has been doing this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Where is this game at? Is it at Oregon State? Yes, yeah, it, it's um, gonna be in Corvallis. That makes it interesting because the Pac-12 can be very wacky at times. Um, I, look, I think <laughs> is it just me, Chris, or is it feel? Does it feel like so ironically? Does it feel like the Pac-12 and the SEC, in terms of just wackiness and just crazy outcomes, like they just like switch roles? They're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the crazier games and and just all of the all of the great storylines, and you know we'll, we'll give y'all the scraps, of course, that we <laughs> dealt with for decades now. Pac twelve got the juice this year, man. I'm it's, telling you, 
there's a there's a lot of good teams playing football in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like Utah, and I guess the fact that this game is at Oregon State ah, that makes it that makes it a doozy to pick. Because um, I really I don't think Oregon State's going to play as bad. Like you know, play the same way they did against Washington State. I think they're going about that. I think so too. So, I um, uh, I'm going with I'm going with Utah, but I will not be surprised if Oregon State wins. Yeah, um, I my head says you. My head says Utah. My heart says you know. Oregon State's going to win this game. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I can understand why uh, why you um why you make that pick. For me, I am going to go with Oregon State. Mm. Um, just because right now I'm looking at the stats right now. Um, of course, um, right now the Oregon State is leading in total yards. Um, Oregon <laughs> State with um, five, what, four fifty nine and a half. Um, Utah with three twenty two and a half. So, um, that that shows um <laughs> a lot for me that it it seems that they can move the football um very well, and they lately they have showed that so far this this weekend. I don't think. With them being at home, there won't be any any difference um, with what we've seen um, these these past couple of weeks from Oregon State. So um, I'm looking for them to you know control um, the line of scrimmage and um, edge out this game with a victory. I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know what the line is for this one, but I'm pretty sure it's very close. Four and a half, Oregon State. That's what Vegas has. I'm not mad at it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to see. I, I'm, I think we're we're in for a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that being being at Oregon State, that that's, it definitely that helps. Makes a, that makes a difference. Yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at. I got Oregon State to win this game. Um, you know, just after after losing last week against Washington State, um, I, I know last week Utah had that defensive matchup between UCLA, but um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to score more than fourteen points to be Oregon. I State. think they will too. I think they will too. Yeah, um, I, I I think I think Utah's defense is for real. And oh yeah, maybe maybe DJ might revert to some old ways, and there might be some more turnovers in this game that kind of creates easy opportunities for Utah to score. I think that's the path to victory mm-hmm. if you're Utah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I know right now they're using um, Utah is using kind of like a two quarterback system right now. Uh, between Nate mm-hmm. Johnson and Bryson Barnes, um, man, I I wish we could see Cam Rising play, but um, 
man, it's, it's been a couple weeks. I <laughs> we just just kind of it stinks. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of you know wishing that um he didn't you know um, get injured, of course. So. Yeah, this. I know that's what the staff is thinking. They've still been playing well, you know, enough to win games without him. But if they had him, you can you can put them in the playoff running too, right there in the mix. They still right are currently, you know, yeah. have a chance. But mm-hmm. I think we really could be talking about this team as a playoff team. Yeah, with, with rising out there, um, with the defense that Utah has, yeah. <laughs> I, look, sky's the limit for that team. Yeah, had he had not hurt his ACL, man, that yeah, we we be <laughs> you just think about all of the quarterbacks overall in the Pac-12 that we would be talking about mm-hmm. with him being out there, Shadur, um, of course, Caleb, um, Caleb yeah, Bo Nix. Like Pac-12 got Michael Penix, Michael Penix Jr. Like man, they just <laughs> rolling in dough. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Penix, dog. Oh, I hope people put, put a bet on him to win the Heisman with um before the season with Vegas. Yeah, that's the number. The way he's playing football this year, that man's been playing be, out of his mind. Is it if? If they go undefeated, win the Pac-12, that is your Heisman Trophy winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that boy is—he's playing some football. He's been unhinged this season. Absolutely, like it's, it's crazy what he's doing on the field. It's too easy for him. I know. He—he—he <laughs> he, he tore he tore poor Cal to shreds last week. <laughs> he gave he gave them bears the business. He made the Bears like they don't belong in the conference, dog. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I, no joke. I'm telling there, you, there's going to be one somebody out the pack. There might be two Pac-12 teams in the college football playoff this year. Look, how to, by the way, this we going? might have USC and Washington playoffs, or USC and Oregon, or Washington and Oregon. It might be a combination of those two of those three teams might make the playoff this year. Hey, give it to me. <laughs> just, just serve, serve it up on a silver, silver platter for me. Just like I'll, I'll be willing to see that. Is I think it could very well be Georgia. Or LSU, I think. I think Georgia LSU comes out the SEC. I don't think two teams come out the SEC. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State. Mm-hmm. One of those three come out the Big Twelve. And I truly really think you're getting USC, Oregon, Washington. Maybe two of those three. I would love to put Utah in that mix too, if they had. Their starting guy, right? You know what I'm saying, yeah. But they still, they might battle through the eyes and still might be find their way to be one of those. I mean, you one of those four teams could very well. I mean, two of those four teams, I think, could make it to the playoff. Yeah, (laughs) for all we know, this two quarterback system 
hey, it might work. <laughs> it look like it's it working might. out. It might, and then you, you still have <laughs> Texas right there as well. I, I love the talent Texas has. Yeah. We do, we got to see though. Can they dominate the league? You know. Yeah. Speaking is. of speaking of Texas, so um, because we made our picks for that last game, but speaking of Texas, mm-hmm. they take on Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go ahead and segue to the Longhorns out in Austin um, where they will be hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. So uh, Vegas has Texas as a 16 and a half point favorite, Chris. Um, Queen Ewers right now, he's 72 for 112. He's thrown um, 1,033 yards through the air and nine mm-hmm. touchdowns. Um, Jalen Daniels, um, he's 56 for 75, 705 yards through the air, thrown for five touchdowns and one interception right now. So, um, so yeah, this is going to be a interesting game, of course. Two ranked Big 12 teams. Um with you know Texas still riding high right now and Kansas right now, like both of these teams are four and zero. Oh. So um, mm-hmm. this is a very it's a legit, interesting game. game. Yeah, this is a yeah, it's a legit game. You mm-hmm. know, we've seen Kansas have teams over the years. Um, you know, Kansas has had some squads. Yeah. I, uh, we were we were a little young, but I know you remember Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr. Yeah, the Aqib Tlaib, the the Aqib Kansas team. Um, that team that team was tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, made out you know throughout the regular season undefeated until they met up with Missouri. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kansas has a squad. If they continue to have quality teams, you know. Since then, and this is another quality team for Kansas. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to see Texas like dominate for four quarters in a ball game. We've seen some really high highs with Texas, and we've seen some lows, some 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 drives that they've had against lower competition. And they just it's like they they're not clicking. It's like do they forget how to play football? Like what are y'all doing? <laughs> We've seen something, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're out there in Austin. I, I know you and people out in the city talk about this. This team can be kind of all over the place at times, don't you think? Yeah, it, like I, I have people always talk to me about um, how UT's doing and everything, and they're like, "Man, it's I don't know, Corey. Like, you know, they're playing good right now, they're winning and everything, but." Is it just me, or is the team just, like, at a point where they just start off slow in the first half, and then all of a sudden they wake up like, oh, it's time to play football? I, said, I, I thought we were just chilling out in the, in the weight room, you know? <laughs> just listening to music and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you might can get away with that being at home, but... Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. And this could be a game where it possibly does if Kansas comes out firing. So, clicking. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I think it's, again, I think it's another one of the, the matchups. 
spread might be one thing. I think this one can the final score could be like a ten point seven point game. You know, it could be one of them. It could be if if Texas decides to play one of those games where they just wait till the second half to play Kansas. Like they, could I think that's themselves. what's going to happen. I, I need to I need to see Texas dominate before I mm-hmm. pick them to just first quarter through from the first to the fourth just put it on somebody. Of course, they played up to the energy of, of matching up with Alabama. It's Alabama. They're going to be jacked up for that game and play with hard intensity for four quarters. Right. And if you don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> right. Now, will they do that against Kansas? Hey. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Can they play with that, that energy and can it lead to execution for four quarters and you look like the number one team in the nation in a season where it's kind of up in the air for that dominant team. We're just waiting on that one team to show itself. You have the talent to be. Mm-hmm. Now, can it you know, come out and you show that you are that team for four quarters? Yeah. They, they're they going to have to show it right now. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the um, stats for both teams. Right now, Chris, um, Kansas um, has the lead in total yardage over over Texas right now. They have 463 um, total yards of offense, mm-hmm. while UT has 432.8 um, mm-hmm. yards of, of total offense. So, um, like Kansas knows how to get <laughs> get the football down the field. And, right, and score, right. you know, whether it's it's running the football, throwing the football, they can do it. Like they're a pretty complete football team that people have to be serious about now. So, hey, they are, they are. So again, I think it goes further and further to my point that this could be your close game for the weekend of, of these of all these matchups. You're my possibly your your closest. We'll see. But um I'm I'm taking Texas. They are the more talented team and they are at at home. So you would assume that they get the win. Um but I, like I said, this is the it's, I think it's going to be a game that we uh, think we'll be watching in the fourth quarter, similar to to USC and Colorado. I think it has that kind of feel to it. Yeah. I'm going to take Texas. Um, but I am going to take Texas to not cover. I think, I think mm-hmm. similar to what we had with the UCLA – Utah game where it was very close. I think this is going to be that game in the Big 12 this week. I can definitely see that. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I got Texas I, winning. I agree. But not covering. I agree. I agree. Um, Man. Another, another, another interesting weekend is is kind of you know shaping up to be mm-hmm. based off of how we think you know these games can can play out. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm 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 loving it. Give me to Saturday. Yeah. Give me these games each week. 
<laughs> I won't complain. I promise you. <laughs> and then, you know, we, we've covered the Western side of things. Now, I guess we might as well take it down south, huh? Yes, yes. Um, let's go ahead and take it down south where um, the LSU Tigers will be heading to Oxford, Mississippi to, to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. Um, as you know, Chris, last week we saw um, Ole Miss um, take on Alabama out in Tuscaloosa. And, um, yeah, wasn't, wasn't the game that Ole Miss wanted. <laughs> um, didn't, didn't go well. Yeah, so you know that that was a that was a rough outing for Lane Kiffin and his squad. Um, one thing about this um, this Ole Miss team, Chris, I didn't know that um, um, tight end um, Trigg, Michael Trigg. Yeah, Michael Trigg mm-hmm. is not on Ole Miss's team anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Very talented player. <laughs> no longer with the team. Um, he had his struggles. So I guess, you know, things just didn't, didn't work out. You know, he's had some, some disappointing moments in games. You talk to Ole Miss fans, some, some key drops. Yeah. Case of the drops. That seemed to be his problem with the Rebs. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's a that's a player that could you know was brought in to be a playmaker for your squad, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't have him. That's a blow. That's a blow. Yeah. So definitely a blow. Um, so you know we'll, we'll see what Ole Miss um, does in this game. Um, you know LSU right now is pretty much riding high. Um, LSU's been throwing that thing, man. Yeah, they've been they've been dicing people up in the air. I know teams have been asking and begging them too. And Jaden, man, he's Daniels is he's done it. He's been balling right now. I like look. I've I've enjoyed his, his play at, at the quarterback position this year. Um, right now, he's he's on um, ninety. Um, for 124 attempts, um, strong for well over 1,200 um, yards, um, with 12 touchdowns and two interceptions. So he's he's been cooking. He's been cooking. I mean, since that first game of the year where they had their struggles going up against FSU, he's looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He looked really. He, he tore up Mississippi State. And Barry and Barry did the same thing, tore up Arkansas. Arkansas came out and was moving the ball against them. And Arkansas scored. LSU turned around and scored. Yep. <laughs> Just that easy. Just that easy. So LSU's offense is humming. Right. And I think I think there's blowout potential in this one. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Ole Miss had to look that good. Nah, uh, they haven't. <laughs> they haven't. Uh, their quarterback, you know, um, Jackson Dart, he's had his moments, but he hasn't taken that step like we wanted him to make. You know, take another another leap in his trajectory as a young, talented SEC quarterback. 
Right. And we haven't seen that. He has his moments, but we haven't seen that, you know, I feel like uh, what we need to see. And I think we've seen that leap made in LSU. I so I, I, and they have the better players, the better talent. Um, you know, Mike Kiffin is a very good coach. So is Brian Kelly. Brian <laughs> Kelly is a great coach. <laughs> look, look, he, all Brian Kelly has done since that Florida State loss is put his head down and go to work. I look. I I can't. I can't come after Brian Kelly after <laughs> after what had happened after Florida State. Like, why? Why can't I? You know, it, like, <laughs> well, he's been doing his due diligence. He's been winning games, and he's been making this team as as best as that they can be each week. So for sure, for sure. Uh, what's the line in this ball game? Um, LSU is a two and a half point favorite. I think I'm taking LSU um, to win. I think there's a chance that this can be a statement game for them and that they, I think they'll shake back defensively. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything from Ole Miss's offense that really has me, you know, I know that they we, we want them to be the explosive team they can be. I just I wonder if it happens in this game. I really do. I like I said, I haven't just been moved by how they play, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But I really love what LSU's doing on offense. Yeah, me, me as well. I, I just I think overall, um, my pick is LSU, um, um, winning this game. Um, I would have thought it'd been like maybe a six and a half point line yeah. or something like that. I would have instead of minus three and a half. I really thought that that surprised me. It was kind of right there. Maybe Vegas knows something that we don't know. Maybe they think Ole Miss is going to come out and, and you know, they're going to run Jenkins <laughs> down the field mm-hmm. and, you know, Jackson Dodge <laughs> going to throw 50, 60-yard bombers. Like, it's just going to be crazy down there in Vaughn. Right, boy. right. But, <laughs> like, look, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, all right? <laughs> I will say this. And looking at the stats right now. Um Russian leaders right now. Jackson Dart is the Russian leader for Ole Miss. It's not just That's not a winning formula. No. It's <laughs> not a winning formula. And I know Jackson Dart is athletic and, and has you know really really good speed, but mm-hmm. Judkins is your NFL player. Yeah. Rashad Jenkins needs to be leading the team in attempts and leading the team in yards. That's a winning formula, right? I feel like Lane knows that though. Yeah, and so I th- there is there is a chance where you know I don't know what Jenkins' yardage is if he can do the over under prop bets and stuff. But you know if you feel like it's going to be a ball game, then you should definitely hit the over for his rushing yards because that's how they're going to be in the game is if he gets those big explosive plays. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at. Um, Quinshawn's um, yardage right now. So, um, his stats: he has fifty-seven carries, um, for just two hundred and one yards, and four touchdowns. Jackson Dar has forty-four carries for two hundred and nineteen yards, 
and three touchdowns. So from what it looks like right now, like they're just not feeding for whatever reason. They're not feeding Quinshawn the ball enough. I'm not sure if they if this year Lane's just like I want to throw the football more instead of running it. I still have a really good back um, for me in the backfield. One of the best backs in the country. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. One of the best backs in the country. You don't want to run them? (laughs) It's like what the Lions are doing with Gibbs. They'd rather run the ball 30 times with David Montgomery instead of making a split backfield 50-50 and get, get Gibbs the ball, you know, 15, 16 carries. So... It's looking, it's looking more like they want to make it a split type of deal with him and Dart instead of kind of leaning more on Judkins. I, I guess. <laughs> the carries are almost down, you know, very, very much even. Yardage even, carries not too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Judkins getting you know a few runs the ball. 18 plus times this game mm-hmm. or eight, like 20, 20 plus times. We'll just go put the number at 20. Yeah. It's a close ball game if, if he's had 20 carries. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Um, like <laughs> I if Ole Miss decides to run the ball more um, I'm not going to fully just write Ole Miss off. I, I still think LSU is the better team, and I think um, they'll win the football game. But I think Ole Miss can actually make this a game at home if they run the football and establish that line of scrimmage. If they don't, mm-hmm. like, like I'm telling you right now, Jaden is going to sh- <laughs> shred them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and LSU has has a good running attack as well. I mean, it, it's it's one of those games. Either I think I, I think it's a greater chance that LSU wins big, but there is a world where Ole Miss does the things we talked about that we feel like would give them a chance to win and make them successful. Mm-hmm. It could very well be that. Three three and a half point spread, you know, kind of ball game where it's a one possession game late. So we, as a fan of watching football, I won't be complaining if that's the case if that's what happens. <laughs> I just don't anticipate it though, based off what we've seen from these two teams this year. Just being real. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna say LSU, low key big. I think so. I, like maybe like twenty. 17 like it might could get like that yeah yeah I, I agree I, I'm i taking LSU too I'm taking them to of course cover the spread and um yeah we'll, we'll see what happens with Ole Miss you know will they respond after losing to Alabama whereas you know <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's Rome crumbling as, as what you mentioned <laughs> a few weeks ago with um with the tide, so right. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see. We will. We will see. <laughs> we got another one. Another uh, another SEC game. 
Yes. Should be an interesting one. Speaking of Davis Wade Stadium. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the tie, Alabama entering Stark Vegas, Starkville. Mm -hmm. Take on a Mississippi State team in, in a game that is. I think uh, kind of a lot more interesting, especially for Mississippi State fans entering this year's ball game rather than Alabama games of the past. Mm-hmm. This is an Alabama team that seems susceptible for that maybe a, a trap game on the road. This isn't this isn't your normal Alabama team. So I mean, if uh, SEC team is jacked up and playing some good football on any given Saturday. Maybe they beat Alabama? <laughs> I don't know if Mississippi State does, but I think this game has a chance to actually be a game, though. I will say this. I think if you're a Mississippi State fan out there, um, you should be happy for two things. One, this game is in Davis Way Stadium. Two, you don't have to worry about playing Alabama right after a loss. There's been too many times mm-hmm. that that once Alabama has lost the game, you're up next <laughs> on that schedule. You know, yeah, that is that's a great point. That is a great (laughs) point. I think we can continue three, and what makes this game different from LSU? Mm -hmm. Alabama really hasn't demonstrated to like have an elite passing attack. No, Um, you know what I'm saying, like. When Daniels went off against Mississippi State and had the day he did in the air against Mississippi State, Mm -hmm. he followed that up with another performance against Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Alabama has been through three quarterbacks this year. They haven't found that guy who's just established himself as the QB to run this offense and be dynamic with his arm. Granted, it's going to be Jalen Milrow, who is the better of three options. He will be the starter. But, you know, maybe you attack this Alabama team and maybe you make Milrow have to make plays with his arm in a similar, you know, maybe a similar game plan that you thought would work against Daniels. He showed that he can just slay that thing. And Milrow do what Daniels did consistently throw, you know, play in and play out and putting it where it needs to be. I mean, we'll. We'll see. There's a world where I think it can really be a tough game, especially if Mississippi State has plays the style of offense that they displayed against South Carolina, where they can make the explosives, get the ball into Tulu Griffin's hands. Um, he he is a dynamic player, one of the fastest players I think in the league in in the SEC and can do special things when he has the ball in his hands against anybody in the league. There's a, I think there's a recipe where this is a ball game, just based off the improvement we saw with Mississippi State's offense. It looked very good. They put up 30 points 
against South Carolina. Yeah, they, they, they lost, but you saw the offense look well. Mm-hmm. You're at home. I don't know. I think this it has this smell that that wop of aroma. SEC game. You know what I'm saying? It, it really can be that. I think. I really think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Let me know if I'm tripping. Is is, 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 is the fandom <laughs> coming at me, or am I tripping? Like this is really like of all the Mississippi State Bama games, it seemed like one that really could be a game. No, I don't. I don't think you're tripping at all. Like. There, there's a part of me because I, I've been thinking about this game all week. There's a part of me that feels like Mississippi State, that coaching staff has learned several things <laughs> these past uh, these past couple weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Like they understand that the talent that they have just. From all uh, from an offensive standpoint, but also from a defensive standpoint as well, the offen- the the players that they have offensively and defensively is is who they have. They have to utilize those guys and put them out on the field in the best way possible to even have a chance of winning. And I think for the first time, if you watched that South Carolina Mississippi State game last week, you saw. A coaching staff that at least had that standpoint figured out to where they were like oh maybe it's best to have this person here now mm-hmm. for this play than this person and all it takes is a is a really good game plan um, which you're always going to have to have a really good game plan when you take on Alabama but for this coaching staff this week um, for state, they're gonna have to draw one of their best game plans yet of the season. Like we have not seen that game plan yet. Could this be the week? Especially not defensively. Right, not defensively. Could this be the week where something clicks? And if it does, if they're not, and and I think they will, they will be aggressive against Jalen Milrow because. You know what his skill set level is. Um, uh-huh. If they become aggressive with him, or the times that they do, how aggressive will they be? And what will what will the secondary be like? That's what I'm I'm very right. Are um, are, are they going to bring that pressure on the third and twelve? Right, which is times have gotten you burned. Yeah, that's where a lot of your chunk plays have happened. Yeah. Blitzing on a position like you know, on down like third and twelve, third and long situations. Right. Maybe do you not play some contain, some zones, some drop coverage. Mm-hmm. Maybe make him have to make a throw and dissect the defense. Show blitz, bluff, fall back in coverage, and then maybe at times you do bring the pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see how they approach. We'll see, and like I said, um. Well, like I was going to say, like, this isn't an Alabama team with just five-star um, assistant coaches all around. Like, this is a totally different Alabama coach team. And even their players, while they still have good players, they don't have 
They don't, Henry they don't, Ruggs they don't isn't on that field. Right. Devontae Smith isn't on that field. Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't have those players. Like <laughs> the Tua isn't that QB. Mac Jones isn't that QB. Yeah. Hell, for that matter, Blake Sims ain't even that QB. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, you got you got a couple of your uh, of your of your players out there. Like you got your 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 Burtons out there, receiver. Um, you got your Jace McClellans out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you you got those guys, of course. But um, this this isn't like a this isn't your Alabama All Star team, of course. That you've, you know, yeah, you've and to go to that point, this isn't this isn't those mid 2000, um, 2010 Alabama defenses, them early 2010, you know, what I'm saying defenses that we saw out of Alabama that just if you got 17 points against them, you did well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't those Alabama defenses, we've seen some Alabama defenses, boy, that just. They were I mean, beast. You did not talk about the Georgia defenses now, but like we, need to, I think we need to go back and look at some of those Alabama defenses. Man, they don't forgot. Yeah, you did not want to go toe to toe with some of those guys. Like this you defense. weren't, you weren't getting, you weren't getting ten points. No, you're gonna be just like LSU during the national championship. You stayed on the fifty. That you built, you built the house. <laughs> you raised the family right on that fifty yard line. You didn't. You didn't go anywhere else. You didn't go anywhere. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> now, granted, they do have a very good defense this year, but it isn't to the level of those defenses, mm-hmm. which I think gives you hope that if you have the correct game plan, this can be a game. Yeah, and I I feel like it will be. I, I, feel can, like I can't wait to see what happens, but I really think it's going to be a game. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, just time will tell. Um, once, once Saturday, one, once it gets close to the game on Saturday, I, I think this is a, a, a later game. Uh, of course, it's, yeah. a, it's a night game. Yeah, it's a night, it's game. A night game. Starts at eight p.m. So that's a <laughs> pretty late game, of course. So which also plays a little bit of a factor if you're Alabama. I know um, Alabama's not that far away from Mississippi State, but um, they don't have to travel that far, but man, you ready to <laughs> get up and play a football game that late in the evening? That nighttime, man, on the road. I I'm going to make my pick. I'm picking Alabama, but I think I'm going to surprise you, though. I'm picking Alabama by three. I think it's going to be a, I really I'm telling you I think this is going to be the game that we thought Alabama Ole Miss could be when it comes to being a really like you know maybe that back and forth affair where it's is is close both ways and we got the the point swings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think state goes toe to toe with Alabama, but I think Alabama gets the the field goal to win. Okay. Um, that's why I think how this plays out. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I will. I will go in the in the direction that's not too far away, 
Um, I'm picking Alabama to win by a touchdown. A late touchdown um, that will give them the lead. And there'll be a little bit of time uh, to, to kind of make it interesting <laughs> to state. But, um, but I will pick Alabama to win by a touchdown late in the game um, to escape. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, man. It's, it's, it's based off how we, you know, <clears throat> our opinions on how the week can play out. Mm-hmm. I think fans can be in store for another really good week of college football, like of some of the some of the games that we expect to be good to be good, and some games that you know just being a, keeping it a bug that normally aren't close. Yeah, traditionally aren't good games. I think they can be really good games. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's, it's just we kind of we got to read the tea leaves. Like nobody is just dominant, and and college football is already a game where anything can happen any weekend. Right. I think that continues. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, is. I would not be shocked if we hop on this podcast and we talked about Kansas somehow found a way to win, <laughs> or Mississippi State does the impossible and delivers the kiss of the kiss of death <laughs> seals the fate of Alabama having a down year <laughs> and gets a trap a trap game win, an upset win at home at night in the SEC against a down Bama team. <laughs> We've seen crazy things happen, uh, Corey. We, 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 we saw Mississippi State beat number four Florida when we was kids. Yeah. We, we, we saw it just a few years ago, maybe about five years ago now. Nick Fitzgerald and a, a kind of stinky Mississippi State team beat number four Texas A&M at home. Crazy things can happen. Crazy things can happen. So that that's one of the things that I've just it's just in the back of my mind right now. I, I've just been kind of like coasting throughout the week, and I, with that game, I've just been kind of thinking. I'm like, look, we've been talking about all of these games, Chris. That might be the game that this weekend people are just gonna be like, I I, I can't believe Alabama lost to Mississippi. It set up so well, though. It it, it it set up so well. You got mm-hmm. the first year head coach at Mississippi State, and you got the fall of the dynasty at Bama, and them cycling through QBs. And okay, they right. found their guy, but he's not as good as the last few guys have been who have continued to go on to be pros with mm-hmm. Tua, Mac, Bryce. You know, it's a whole different Alabama team, a whole different style of football that they're playing now than what they played maybe the last six seasons. Right. So. And you've seen Mississippi State show some life offensively, and you know they have some players. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you've watched Mississippi State play football, you see they have some guys. It's just a matter of can they get those guys the ball? That's what people have been asking for. They've been asking for Tulu to get the ball. Yeah, people be begging for Woody Marks to get the to get you know the work in the backfield and get all the carries or. 
your, your Jaden Wallys mm-hmm. to to get the ball at, at receiver. Where is he be? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about you know on the back of a milk carton right now? Man, he's been missing in action <laughs> for the last two seasons. <laughs> but you know, there are some guys at, at in Starkville that can make some plays and. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's shaping up to be one of those games. I, like I said, if it's close, I think you press the over for Tulu. Whatever, if you can make these prop bets on college players, Mississippi State wide receiver Tulu Griffin, take the over for whatever his yardage is. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't know what it is, but take the over. He's he's going to get the ball. Yeah. He has to if this team has any chance of pulling off the upset. He has to have one of those games. Nine receptions, 180 yards, and a touchdown or two touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be one of them kind of games where he just shows his ass. Right. If Mississippi State's going to pull off the upset. Yeah. Now, I think he has that game in him. I'm a big believer and fan of his game. He's electric. Me too. I look for him to probably run, run some kick returns back. Um, Something dynamic plays, yeah. big plays have to be made. Will, will be made by him if yeah. they have a chance. Yeah, I, I think something something clicked last week with the offense and and them just saying like, I think he needs to be our number one receiver. You know, mm-hmm. granted he's not like your typical X receiver. I mean, he's not even an X receiver, of course. But um, if you need a guy like him at the slot position to be your top priority on that offense, feed them. Do anything you can. Because um, you got Alabama coming coming to town. Like, you got to be all hands on deck. So, I, mm-hmm. I look for him to, to get the ball a lot in this game. Bang. Bang. But, um, but yeah. Um, that's all of the games that we got. That's it, man. We, 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 broke, we broke them down for y'all. Um, and now take what you will with that information. <laughs> and, and watch us have it all wrong on Monday. Exactly. No, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We come come back on Monday like, look, what we saw. Look, we, look, we, we, thought, we thought we had we we, we it all. Heads. <laughs> we are right. We thought we had, they had a chance, but we uh, were also wrong. We're sorry. But, uh, <laughs> I hope y'all enjoy uh, the podcast. Another another great time and chopping yes. up with my bro Corey. Um, getting getting down to it, and just just talking about the game, the sport we love, um, and everything. But you can get at your boy. Follow me on next. Uh, Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12 and then um, on Instagram at Chris uh, dot Bolton underscore and um, you know we can chop it up you know you want to get at me about my takes hey that's fine <laughs> we, we, we can chop it up man we can we can we can have a little back and forth and um, you'll catch me talking hoops you catch me talking fantasy football on there. You catch me talking some wrestling. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, so just and you catch me talking music sometimes. I love my music. Yeah. So new, new Drizzy Drake on the way. There we but go. Uh, 
But yeah, get at your boy on there. Holla at me. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, as as for me, y'all, y'all can get get at me on X as well at Listen to KSW, all one handle. Um, I'm on there talking college football, um, video games, um, wrestling, all of that good stuff. So you know, um, connect with me on there, and um, yeah, I'm always willing to chat chat with y'all um, anytime. But yeah. That is it for us, guys. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening in on the show. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next Monday to go over all of the stories that happened in week five of the college football season. Yes, sir. Uh, so y'all enjoy. I'll let you, boy. All right, y'all take care. Peace.